The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Yo, 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 and welcome back to Creeps and Crimes Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Morgan. Happy Thursday and happy freaking Thanksgiving. Happy freaking Thanksgiving. Guys, what everyone's is with on? their fam, fam. So and fun. So fun. Eat all the stuffing and the turkey and or the, the dressing. dressing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's we got some beef about See, that. Morgan's the CEO of stuffing. I'm the CEO of dressing. Let us know what you guys are. Who are you the CEO of? Sorry to be coming in late on a completely different mic, but I wanted to give my little sister Lola a shout out. Like we said, we pre-recorded all of this, so I didn't realize it was going to fall on the week of her birthday, but she turns 19 today and she listened to the podcast and she tells everyone about it, which I really appreciate. She's the little girl that made me a big sister and I cannot believe you're 19 years old. I'm going to cry my eyes out. So anyways, happy birthday, Lola. I love you and I hope you guys enjoy the rest this episode. Anyways, guys, we're just hopping on really quickly to tell you guys what's going on in this episode. We have on Sinisterhood, Christy and Heather, ah! which we're so freaking excited about. And before, like when we started recording this episode, we didn't really even say like, OK, this is going to be the episode. This is not. We just turned it on in the middle of us talking for two hours before we actually started. So so we may not introduce them till a couple minutes later. Well, I don't even think we even did. I think we were yeah, just like, we have a sinisterhood. And then because we just kept going. Because yeah, I whatever. think you're right. I have no idea. But I know for sure that we didn't say yo, yo, yo. And we absolutely did not say creepy, which makes me sad because all of our guests love like being a part of creepy, that. Yeah. And I, I hate that we ended up leaving them out of it. But we had recorded with them back in, when was that? May, June? It came out on June 2nd. So we recorded with them in May, then for sure, because June was crazy for us. Yeah. So we recorded with Sinisterhood back in May, and you can go listen to that episode. It's their Freaky Friday Creeps and Crimes special. I think it's like episode... Sometime in the beginning of June. June 2nd is when it was released. We had so much fun with them that we knew they had to come over to our show. So we actually had this like planned and booked and... Mm -hmm end of June, early July, maybe. Mm -hmm. And we were like, we just set the date for this random day in November. Yeah. And then that random day in November, the day before that comes, and we're like, Oh, hey, guys, uh, on our schedule, it says we're recording with you tomorrow. Does that sound good with you? Everybody good? Everybody good with <laughs> you guys want to come on over? Same thing that we did with Ladies and Tangents. Yeah. So we were just like, and, and like about a month ago when we were preparing for Halloween, I think we actually originally had them booked for our Halloween episode because yeah, we were going to do Dolly so and when that came up, like it wasn't on the calendar completely or anything. We just discussed it. And so we, I emailed over to Tommy on their team and I was like, yo, how's this day? I mean, how many fucking years has it been? I feel like since we chit chatted. But basically, we we got finally got it all worked out. We're so thankful because we freaking love these two. They're amazing. If you guys don't listen to them, you have to go listen to them. They also are Susan supporters. They are full through and through. And there's a little cameo from Susan in this episode. Yeah, you guys are going to love it. Yeah. So happy Thanksgiving and Morgan hit them with it. If you're driving, throw that shit on cruise control. If you got a glass, pour that shit up and let's get creepy and thankful. <laughs> And sinister. And sinister. Hey guys, welcome back. We've got two very special guests with us today. You heard us on their show. We promised that we would have them on ours. We forgot about it. And then we were like, 
you know what? We need to have them on because they're going to think that we ghosted them when we didn't. We didn't forget. It was just in the back of our mind for the longest time. And then we were like, we got to bring them back. And so, guys, with us today, Morgan. Is Christy and Heather from Sinisterhood. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Y'all are so much fun. Yeah. We would wait forever to be back on the show hanging out with y'all. We were were just like, anytime you want to have us, we'll be back because we've been planning our Dollywood trip. We uh, that's coming. And now that I know there's a twenty dollar pie there that go. weighs twenty Even pounds, I'm there's yeah, a viral TikTok go. pie. Yeah, I will be there. I will be there. I will travel to the ends of the earth for a good piece of pie. <laughs> so will I. I'm so there. we're I'm gonna there. have a great. You know, time. I wonder though if it's just a fall special or if it's a year round <gasps> thing. We gotta well, go. We gotta yeah. get there fast because we have to do it for Dollyween either way. True, like, true. We'll be back. That, that's we need to see the pumpkin pyramid. Mm-hmm. It's just and like a little bit like 4,000 pound pumpkins there that were like the size of this room. They do it like wow. for the Gatlinburg fairs yeah. and stuff. Okay. I'm like, who nice. injected that pumpkin with steroids? Yeah, who, because right? that's not real. But first off, whose papa did that? Whose papa knows how to do that? He's like, I've been cooking, growing pumpkins my whole life. This ain't nothing. And you're like, this Papa, that's a big one. This yeah. one's definitely gaining an interest yeah. in Dollywood. Hey, Papa sold his soul to the devil for those pumpkins. 100%. Winner gets a 20-pound Exactly. Papa goes out there and pricks his finger when he's tilling the soil at the beginning of the season. He's like, "Here's my sacrifice," and then that's the one. You got a bibbity bobbity boo pumpkin that pops up out of the ground. Heather's got one of those in her front yard right now. Um, Every time I go over there, I'm like. Next time I come over here, a carriage will be attached to this pumpkin. It is the biggest pumpkin I've ever seen. Is it real? Oh, yeah. I got yeah. My uh, landscape architect, Outdoor Aesthetics, came and said, hey, we're going to put some gourds out. I said, I'm never going to say no to a good gourd. Yeah, let's do it. And yeah. I was undersold on the, it's a beautiful <laughs> setup and arrangement. And then there's like a statement pumpkin in the front. And I was like, <laughs> how would you, pumpkin. that's just a, Stephanie who runs it. Oh, that's a person who just knows you because she's like, I'm this big, weird looking pumpkin Heather. <laughs> and I love it. And it looks like it is seconds away from becoming like a Cinderella carriage yeah, situation because sure. it's humongous. I want so, a so gigantor real pumpkin. I'm going to go up to Get Dolly. It. I'm going to reach out to Dolly because again. You're like, can I buy that 4,000 pound pumpkin? <laughs> I'm going to find her. Yeah, I'm like, how much do I have to pay you to get one of Papal's pumpkins in my front yard? <laughs> because <laughs> I, well, I will do it, you know? And She'll I feel like Dolly would be like, honey, don't even worry yeah. about it. Yeah. for everybody. You know, when Just I was go a, pick yourself one. <laughs> when I was a kid going to the pumpkin patch, I looked for the most perfect pumpkin. How to, mm-hmm. how to be perfect. This year, when my mom came down for Dollywood, and she was like, I have to decorate your front porch. Let's go buy some pumpkins, some mom, some gourd. Let's do this and that. And we're shopping, and I am picking out the ugliest, weirdest (laughs) pumpkins ever. And I'm like, she's like, all right, are you all right? (laughs) And I'm like, that one's so cute. It's like... Shaped like, an, like a and, Dr. Seuss pumpkin. It's yeah, green and white. And yeah. she's like, okay, I like the Frankenstein. Was, it's kind of like a round ball with like a long phallic. I love like, those. Yeah. I love those things, man. Because you can wield them if you needed to. It's got yeah. a handle on it for whacking. Oh, when we went to the pumpkin patch, Ella, my daughter, we were picking them up. And it was like a huge green and white gourd with a big thing. And she was like, this one's got a handle. So bring it on over. Bring Come the on, handle. Girl. Thank God. Bring it on over to the wagon. You know, that's what I would pick when I would go to the pumpkin patch when I was little. It was a, more so about what is going to be the easiest for me to carry but still look cool. Mm. And if it had like the really thick, good little handle, 
that I could get it like halfway over there before I like had my dad come get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> that That's the one I would pick because I kind of wanted to carry it on my own. Yeah. I didn't want to have to run and go get my dad. He can't hear for shit for some reason. <laughs> and uh, I have to scream across the whole pumpkin patch for him to come over and carry Daddy, it for me. Daddy, I got me a thick one. <laughs> I got me a thick one, Dad. Come on. And he would come over and carry I'm it for me. I'm coming, Taylor. Then, so, they, then they rot off, you know. You know yeah, like they just completely. Yeah. The squirrels and the raccoons have been eating mine. They just all mm. come out every day and there's just a big ass hole in it. I'm like, oh. Back to nature. I was good. Throw them away. Or take, yeah. not throw them away. Or yeah. take them to, they have like animal sanctuary. Yeah, we feed them to our soup. pig. Well, feed them to petal. You should let mm-hmm. that giant pumpkin maybe rot a little, plant a little pumpkin seed in the front yard. That way you got a bigger you pumpkin next year. You're like, gonna get you... your own patch. I'm gonna get a call from my neighbors. Of like, there's a pumpkin patch and it's spread to our yard <laughs> it's too. Really it's like, getting taken really over the street. It's out of control. You're like, You're I just wanted to be celebratory, so just <laughs> come pick your pumpkins. Faces. That happened to Christy and them. They fed pumpkins to their yeah. ninety pound pig, and she shat a garden. She did. Yeah, a couple years ago, what? we had given her pumpkin. She loves pumpkins, so we'll feed them to her after we've used them for decorative purposes. And then the next year, there was like this plant we'd never seen growing in the backyard. And we Google image searched it and it was a pumpkin plant. And I'm like, Petal did this herself. Like this went into the Petal's earth garden. and out her. Yeah. And she's planted this. This and is then her it never did. It didn't flower, unfortunately. No, we never got a pumpkin Petals, from it. I'm so it. sorry that you <laughs> lost your pumpkin. I'm so sorry. Maybe this year because we've got. I'm gonna give her that big ass gourd. I think you need to triple got. your chances by getting the Cinderella gourd. Oh yeah, we'll yeah. take cut a slice. Yeah, <laughs> let Petal go after that. It's all as big sudden, as she is. All of a sudden, Petal loves blueberries, strawberries. Yep. Mm-hmm. and you're gonna end up having an entire <laughs> awesome wild she garden. Plants you I would love an, that. An entire grocery store in I, your backyard. All it. we got to do is feed her stuff, and then she does all the work. I'm here for it. I'm I love that. that. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, Taylor, what are you thankful for? Oh, my gosh. I'm thankful for so many things. But number one on my list has got to be honey love because there's nothing worse than suffering from an uncomfortable bra or shapewear. Especially during the holidays when you're sitting at the table and that bra's cutting into you. You're feeling bloated and yeah. that shapewear's cutting it off. And you're just trying to get an extra piece of turkey in there, you know? Exactly. Honey Love has revolutionized the bra and the shapewear game. So you can say goodbye to the uncomfortable underwire and the bulky fabrics that trap the heat. Their bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing the lift. And we all need a good lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that is so soft that you're not going to want to take it off. And I've said this before, but I have got to say it again because it blows my mind every time. You guys know that it took a long time for me to find a good bra that worked for me. Guys, the other night, because I wear it every day now. You slept in it, didn't you? I accidentally slept in it. I can't even believe that. I was shook when I woke up. You know, it became my everyday bra for work. And I was a sports bra girly through and through. But now Honey Love just... It revolutionized it. So- it. It's soothing, soothing, to be honest. It is. And you know that feeling when you get home from a long day and you immediately want to take off that bra. With Honey Love, you'll never experience that again. You might even sleep in it if you're anything like Taylor. Yep. Honey Love's best-selling crossover bra is so comfortable that it's sure to be your new go-to. And their shapewear uses target compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while you're wearing your effective shapewear. You'll immediately feel and see the difference. Give yourself the gift of comfort. And it's also the holiday season. So if you want to gift someone with it, this is the time. And this month only, Honey Love is giving up to 50% off site 
worldwide. So you can visit honeylove.com forward slash creeps and crimes to shop their November sale and besties. You've got to let them know that we sent you when you fill out the survey. Treat yourself to the best bras in shapewear on the market and save up to 50% off site wide at honeylove.com slash creeps and crimes this month only. Inventory is limited and the sale is going to end soon. So you don't want to miss their best deal of the year. Again, I'm just going to say this one more time. After you purchase, they're going to ask you like, hey, how did you hear about us, Honey Love? You've got to be a bestie in this, all right? And immediately say, oh my God, it was Creeps and Crimes, my best friends, you know, Morgan and Taylor, they sent me here. Ditch that underwire for good. Thanks to Honey Love. So this comes out, Taylor, on Thanksgiving? This comes out on Thanksgiving. (gasps) So when we were like looking around to see like, okay, which one should we bring them on? And we we started talking about it back in August, being like, should we bring them on in August? We're like, no, because, you know, it's just ending of the season three. Like, let's just knuckle and buckle and get through this shit. And then we'll we'll do it at a later date. So season four comes and we're like, OK, October, we had our Halloween special and then we had Kelsey Kreppel on. And I was like, you know, we were trying to decide which day is going to be the creepy account episode because we've been we've been playing like musical chairs with mm-hmm. our creepy accounts recently. They're just yes. used to be on the first of the month. Now they're wherever the hell in the month that it falls. And we were like, which one? Because we know that this is going to be a great episode. Which one should we put this out on? And we were like, Thanksgiving, because that's when everyone's like either at their wits end with their family. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go on a walk. What are you going to do on a walk? I'm listening to my podcast. <laughs> we're going to do the dishes or something. Hours. And you're like, oh, I sit here and do the dishes or whatever. Yeah. We're Headphones on. Podcasts. Mm-hmm. It, yep, we've got everybody- that extra long straw. In your wine yes. bottle. Yeah. Oh, yes. Everybody that's yes. listening is full and, yes. and as close to or as far from everybody around you as you want to be. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Be. That's exactly. exactly what it is. Oh, holidays really bring out the worst sometimes. They do. <laughs> they, they do. do. Yeah. It is. Like, Happy Thanksgiving. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just in the bathroom vaping. I'm listening to my podcast. Leave me be. <laughs> they're like, what's that smell? And they're like, shut up. They're like, where did all You're the like, older I cousins burned go? the green bean casserole. Shut up. It's yeah, just, it's nothing. my incense. And yeah, yeah. burning a candle in here. It's pineapple haze candle. <laughs> yeah. It's burning it's something. Just shut up. Stop knocking on the door. Stop it. That's exactly yeah. the scent of my candle, too, by the way. There you go. No, Pineapple oh, Express haze. is my 10 out of 10, always. Yeah. Pineapple like Express is a great one. Yeah. It's yeah. my fave. Yeah. It's great. It's a it's good a one. little fruity flavor. I recently one. tried a cantaloupe, cantaloupe, like, zap or something. I don't know. It was like a wow. sa- ca- cantaloupe sour. That's what it was. Ooh. Oh. Guys, I felt like I did a line of Coke after I did it. I <laughs> oh, was no. like, wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I was going to have an anxiety attack. I oh, was, I don't like that. I cleaned the whole house. Don't get it. But yeah, unless you it. like need to force yourself to do something like clean the house, I guess, because you got to get energy out. <laughs> don't do it. Because if oh. I would have hit that at night. Oh, my God. Up all night. would have slept. Three o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. I would have been like doing rituals outside in my <laughs> <laughs> No Where's more Adderall. That? You got cantaloupe sour. Yeah, no more yeah. Adderall. Who needs uh-huh. that? Who needs Adderall? <laughs> you got cantaloupe sour. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. But holidays are so fun. And I think Thanksgiving is probably... One of my, it's like my favorite, but least favorite at the same time, because Mm. I get so excited for it and I hype it up in my head so much that it's like this mystical, like fantasy world of like what Thanksgiving's going to be like. And then you get there and, you know, you do all the things and grandmas cry when you pass around whatever you pass around to say what you're thankful for. And (laughs) mine's a toilet paper roll that I made when I was like five and my grandma brings it every year in her purse. Oh, And I bedazzled it. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. She brings it everywhere, but she takes it home with her because she can't trust my mom. Because my mom, my mom's like anti hoarder. My mom like throws out everything, like very Aww. sentimental shit. And grandma's my grandma's like, this like, is in a glass box. <laughs> it is. It is. It sits on our nightstand. And she said, like, handcuffed her wrist. She's like, nobody's getting this toilet paper roll. <laughs> she, she like, like will hold it so hard. I'm like, hey, Nana, it might like, you know, crumple if you get sweaty palms on it. It was made like 20, it's 20 years, years old. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like I wouldn't be buried geez, with it. I love know? it. Yeah, Aww, so that's so sweet. That though. is very sweet. That we all like pass it around like this uh, and do Aww. it when we, what we're thankful for. But that's I love family. Lo- I love that. It's so fun. And it, mm-hmm. I, it, what's the best part about it is I initiated it because we never used to do that. Oh. And I made it up in my head and in there. And because you know we go around the table. I'm like, why won't we go around the table with something physical as we do this? That sounds that's right. Smart. At first, I started off with a rock named that's Rose, it. and then I dropped her, and she shattered. Oh, Rose. So it's then, like a speaking stick. It was. It is yeah. like a speaking yeah. stick. A conch shell or something. I must have yeah. gone yeah. to like a cheer camp or something and had yeah. a spirit stick that went around. <laughs> yeah. Because that's where I got the You're idea like, from. You're like, yep, that's coming that, to Thanksgiving. <laughs> we're bringing it to Thanksgiving. Nana will appreciate nice. it. Our own spirit stick. Nana approves. Dude, yeah. I tell my family to do that. That's uh, like you one time a year we all get together. That's a good thing to do. You know, share. Yeah. Bring convenient that would be to have a yeah. speak a talking stick at holidays. Yeah, only yeah. the person that's holding the stick oh my God. is allowed yeah. to speak. Yeah, yeah. and my children up. do not ever get it. It's, <laughs> never, it's never given to their hands. <laughs> no, right, right. And, and and then you you know there's always that one person at your Thanksgiving that will go take it too far and in that that person's never allowed to do the prayer if you do a prayer at Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> my God, no one's ever eating. No one will ever yeah. no, to eat. You're like, we're starving mm-hmm. and this deviled egg isn't going to eat itself. Yep. So you've got to wrap this up. Look, my husband is that person. Oh, is he? <laughs> he's doing the long prayer? He doesn't mean to. He just like gets nervous around God, I guess. And he's, he's <laughs> and family. He's like, yeah. I'm talking to the big man. I'm talking to the boss. He's like, can't fuck it up. Gets really nervous. And he's like making sure he didn't miss anything. I'm like, hey, God, God gets it. You know, God knows he can hear <laughs> you. Our here. prayers are You're good. so long yeah we, we uh, stopped my uncle from doing yeah. them he's not allowed anymore. Oh, all, all of my uncles are literally like pastors same or priests. yeah <laughs> oh see oh uh, yeah. we don't have so they're all trying have... to outshine each other yeah too. yeah, yeah like, well, you know? Father oh, God. now it's my turn <laughs> yeah we have one single uncle that goes to church and so we're always like all right it's up you're up buddy and he's like <laughs> All right. Well, it's your time uh, to shine. shine. <laughs> yeah, it's your mm-hmm. time to shine because none of us do. So, yep. yep, you're up. You're and he's ready. We call him Brother John. It's my uncle John. Brother We're John. like, all right, Brother John, it's time to for the prayer. We all hold hands. It's very Bring cute. I love Aww. that. Time. We all pray together. Aww. Yeah, I nice. love that. I I love prayers too. When you make someone who has never done the family prayer do it for the first time, <laughs> that shit. No, my it's uncles so, don't give that so that duty up. That is for them. I need to oh, know yeah. how each that. of your uncles top each other with how they address God, because you know you've got Father God. Oh, yeah, I don't God. know. I couldn't and tell then you, you got, the top of my And head. Father God's like the most serious. There is that no it can sweet be. baby Jesus, though. I do know. No, that. there's not. <laughs> no, I no love Jesus a doing the Heisman dancer. Big G. <laughs> big G. Do we call big him that? G. Papa no. G. They would never. <laughs> You're right. Never. They would never. That would be sacrilegious. <laughs> I think my grandma would fall out of her fucking chair if I ever said that. <laughs> So she's like, I fall and I crushed the turkey. Thanks a lot. Damn it. The, the whole, I fell like, on the toilet bowl. The toilet paper roll holder. It's crushed. You're calling after Big calling G. him Baby G. No, Savior. I don't know. I don't, I am, I don't go to church. So Holy I'm Spirit. calling my Episcopalian private school days to remember what. You were Episcopalian. I, I 
I don't know. I was, but I went to an Episcopalian private school for kindergarten through eighth grade. Well, let me. So we had to go to chapel like Mm -hmm. every like three times a week, and then Eucharist on Fridays and stuff like that. Y'all got shit on lockdown. I covered a case. <laughs> I'm not an Episcopalian now, right, so I okay. can't claim anything now. <laughs> Formerly your school, the Episcopalian, uh-huh. you guys have your shit on lockdown. We covered a case at, from my hometown a, long, a while back, and we were like phoning friends that we were like, hey, do you happen to know anyone that's Episcopalian? Because we didn't know what, y- not uterus, what did you just say? Eucharist. Eucharist. <laughs> Yeah, it's communion. Yeah, yeah communion. Time to put yeah. Your uterus in your I, mouth. <laughs> like this it's uterus is, Friday. Everyone, please yeah. stand up to collect your uterus. <laughs> yeah. We're like, this is weird, but I right. guess there's a bunch of priests telling us to do it. And I just couldn't. I I like you know the difference between I was raised Southern Baptist and my and Church of God too. So like the the pre like it's not like a priest or anything. And but I know a lot about Catholicism and I have a lot of friends that are Catholic. So I was calling them and I was like, hey, you know, is Catholic priests more similar? Should we go like, is it Methodist or the other? There's another denomination that has also a priest but isn't Catholic. We were phoning friends all over (laughs) trying to find someone (laughs) who could like just like shed some light. We finally found uh, stuff because I we. Tried to Google it, but, you know, if you don't really know what the situation mm-hmm. is, it's a lot harder to understand. What it's more akin to Catholicism as far as, like, the pomp and circumstance and ritual of, like, incense and priest and robes and Rituals everything. So, and traditional Yeah, things. it's formal mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was so that's really what cool. I always associated with church growing up. And then when I would, like, meet a friend that went to, like, a more modern church where it's just, like, a guy with an acoustic guitar yeah. and a stool. I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> like, this You're like, is very what? different. Yeah. <laughs> the Southern very Baptist, different. too, where they just, an old man screams in the pulpit. Screams like, the entire we, time. At what point do we call number one? He's like, I'm ready to go to the Lord. And you're like, oh, I guess don't call. Just yeah, let him go. Yeah, okay. Just let him do his thing. And then there's always that one woman that goes acapella at the front. Yes. <laughs> and, and then you have the organ, and that's it. And oh, everyone yeah. has their hymn books. Oh, yeah. We had the organ, too. Oh, the organ organ God. Oh, God. It, oh, man. I have nightmares about that shit sometimes. Yeah, no flashbacks. <laughs> people in church can sing. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everyone mm-hmm. in a church can sing, except for me, every time. And I'm like, I want to get up there and have that confidence to just sing in front of a crowd. Mm-hmm. So I want to try it. I never did. I believe in you. You can do it. <laughs> Thank you. It. If anyone should be accepting of you, it should be people at a church service. Yeah, right. you're you trying think, to. Yeah. That's uh, true. You know, it's church sing, the, sing the words of the Lord. <laughs> yeah. American Idol. They're, They're like, not like, get um, out. Excuse me, but sit down. Yeah. yeah the voice really where they like, turn, the don't turn around. Yeah. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, nobody, to... none of the priests turn around. They're like, I'm sorry, we're not letting you this through is the next the round. This yeah, is, like, right, this I'm going to fight a priest today. I, the Holy Spirit <laughs> didn't move me to turn around, which yeah. tells me that you're cursed. You're actually yeah. probably going to go to hell. And then it just turns really bad and it turns into like a witch trial at the end. If you can't get any of the priests to turn around, it's now like a witch trial yeah you're burned at the stake you burned mm-hmm. at the stake it is high stakes no one go up and don't go on the priest voice edition no. No. it's like priest vatican city yeah. That's yeah. What it is. vatican's got talent don't go yeah, vatican's, vatican's got, got talent. talent nice the pope nice. is like simon up there and <laughs> he's like the red x might appear behind your head yeah the red x. <laughs> but it's a cross it's red crosses that <laughs> 
Yeah, that is so this good. This writes itself. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that is so good. I love it. Okay, guys. So we're going to read you guys some stories today from nice. our listeners. And if we get tired and you guys want to take over reading some, you're more than welcome to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, let us know. Yeah, if, if you ever want to, just let us know. But see, I would shit my fucking pants if someone ever said that to me on a podcast because I told you guys this before. I can't read. I'm not good at it. You're about to, so I'm I'm on the edge of my seat to see how this goes. You guys should be very excited. I'm going to go get my purple haze or my pineapple express, and we'll see if we can get through it. Okay, Morgan, you want to go first? Yeah, that's fine. All right, cool, because that one looks kind of long. Okay, so the first one we have is from Audrey using she, her pronouns, and the title is My Haunted Apartment. I'm very excited. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, my favorite besties. I'm Audrey, she, her from Quebec, Canada. Excuse the broken English. We are Frenchies. Hi, Frenchies. So this is one of my favorite stories. This made me believe in mediums. Mm. When my grandpa died, my grandma gave me a lot of things furniture, his tools, his favorite couch, jewels, and even his hat. We had just moved in an old apartment that was built in 1940. Sometimes there were weird noises, but we didn't really pay attention because the apartment was old. We were not allowed to smoke inside, so I would smoke outside, but my rebel husband was always smoking in the basement. I'm the husband. When it got colder outside, <laughs> I started to smoke with him in the basement. So this night we were smoking and we heard footsteps in the kitchen right above the basement, but Nobody was home with us. I asked my husband if he heard it. He looked at me in shock and tells me that he hears it every time he's in the basement. But he thought it was just in his head since there was no one in the kitchen. I said, well, it could be our dog, but we heard more of like clear, stompy footsteps and we saw our dog sitting next to us. Since this night, we heard a lot of weird noises, footsteps, knocking. Our dog and cat were constantly watching something that we couldn't see. My cat was jumping, trying to catch something invisible and always scratching the basement door. My dog was always barking at something invisible all day and all night long. One night while walking next to the basement door, I felt strangled. Oh, oh, strangled. I freaked out. I could really feel a pressure all around my throat. It lasted maybe a minute and went away. I thought something evil was in the basement, so I put salt at the top of the stairs and Mm. kept the door closed. Mm -hmm. Closed. We called a medium to investigate. She told my husband on the phone, keep in mind she has never been to our apartment and doesn't know what happened in my life, and she tells him, quote, your wife's grandpa is stuck in his favorite couch, you know, the beige one. Well. I was mortified. I just have chills. I didn't even think it could be him. I was shook, but very excited at the same time. We are not crazy. It was really happening. And I got to experience a seance with a medium and my grandpa. When the medium arrives, she tells us that there are two spirits, my grandpa and some woman who was stuck there too. She says, let's start with grandpa. And she talks with him for a bit. And she tells me, quote, he wants to give you something important in a little purple bag that's in your drawer. I'm like, what? I ain't got no purple bag in my drawer. So she tells me, well, why don't you go look? Oh God. So I went and I opened my drawer and I had totally forgot about it. But my grandpa gave me a little purple bag with all of his cufflinks. <gasps> as soon as I got the bag out, she smiled, took it and started going through it. She handed me a cufflink with a boat on it and said this was the one that was going to protect me and to keep it. Oh. After that, she went to my room with me to find the other spirit, the woman. She asked me to see the closet. And as soon as I opened the closet, I felt strangled again. I didn't say anything. I just kind of turned my head to look at the medium. And she tells me, oh, you feel it too? She wants to show us how she died. Oh, my God. She 
trigger warning, suicide. She hung herself here in this closet. Mm. I was speechless. I never had a paranormal experience that was so real and so physical. So I told the medium that I felt the same thing the other day and I put salt at the top of the stairs. She told me that I shouldn't have done that. She said that, quote, the salt needs to be put after the spirit has left so that they cannot come back. If you put salt while they are here, you will imprison them with you. The spirit was trying to show you how she died and you responded by locking her in the basement. I didn't know that's what she was trying to show me. I thought she was trying to kill me. Yeah. 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 She says, God, I felt so bad. So now you know. Don't do that. I washed the salt away and apologized to the spirit lady. We sat down, my husband, the medium, and me on the floor in a circle with a candle. We used our energy to help both the lady and my grandpa find the light. It was draining. We felt Mm -hmm. so tired after that. After this, my cat stopped scratching the basement door and she wasn't even interested at all with it anymore. My cats and dog never tried to chase anything invisible again and the footsteps and the other noises stopped. They really found their way and they left. It was a beautiful experience and I loved everything about it. I hope you liked it too. Audrey. Damn. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that about salt keeping I, I knew it protected you i've mm-hmm. seen it like used where a protective circle of salt but i didn't know it would trap something there with you so that's good to know i guess yeah, it I makes sense that you have a bunch of people over or someone that you don't really like because then it cleanses them as soon as they walk through your front door mm-hmm. like, that makes sense so then for it like locked her down into the basement or locked her into the closet i guess the the woman down there yeah mm-hmm. but like the way her. that the medium was like you, she was trying to show you how she died and you responded by just <laughs> locking her, her down there I'm like, you monster. I, yeah, she like, you, to me. I didn't she, know. She yes, just took to you again because she's a little upset with how you reacted. Yeah, she's yeah. trying to share her life story. Yeah. And you're like in the basement. Yeah. In wow. the basement. Let's respond with kindness regardless if it's a living or a dead soul. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's be How cool kind. is it, though, to see like validation from a medium like actually working in in the space clearing out spirits like mm-hmm. she was, was able so cool. to see that the dogs didn't react anymore there was mm-hmm. no more mm-hmm. Sarah she never felt strangled again like no more yes. noises like that the purple that's bag cool. was there the purple Dude. bag how Dude. crazy is that knowing that, that is crazy knowing, yeah knowing I wonder what the significance of the boat because the one that she was mm-hmm. asked to keep the cuff link had a boat on it so I wonder mm-hmm. what that significance was why that would be the protector the first thing Maybe, that popped yeah. in my mind when you said boat was St. Christopher correct me if I'm wrong but my grand father anytime he would go like boating and my father-in-law does it too or my grandfather was a truck driver he wore saint christopher because it's like the protection of on the journey or of the traveler oh interesting. okay there was somebody recently was talking about burying a saint christopher statue or medallion or something in the yard of somebody that passed away maybe they did that because it made them feel like their loved one could like journey or try, you know, like common with Catholics. Mm -hmm. They Uh will bury saints in the yard because it it helps guide the spirit out. Like he'll, he'll help them on their journey to the, to the afterlife. But you're right. The boat or like, yeah, the, the river that, you know, that we hear about death and putting the coins over the eyes and all that. So there's a lot of water energy movement that Mm -hmm. the boat relates to or could have meant a lot to him, you know, a cufflink that he wore on a really special day. And that was like his energy to protect, Mm -hmm. protect his granddaughter. But at least you get to help your grandpa and another trap spirit. Wouldn't we all be like, though, babe, you've been listening to these footsteps for right. like months and you like, have oh, yeah, decided to clue me in on this. Yeah, it's all the time. He keeps being like, free Happens me, free my time. soul. He screams up there all the time. Sounds like your grandpa actually. It's weird. Anyway, I was just been smoking down here. Uh, I'm positive that, that the husband got choked. You. 
The husband yeah. for sure was choked multiple times. I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, just, like God, oh, I guess it's the guess it's my chili vape. so late. You're I like, hit my vape too hard. He's like, I need to open the window when I'm smoking <laughs> inside. Sour really got the best. Of me. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> my chest got tight, and you're like. You're like, Babe? no, a ghost was choking you. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. wasn't that. And you definitely you were, shouldn't have locked her down there. You should have listened to her. Oblivious. Yeah. Uh, I we're going to blame that on know. him. Yeah. That's really, hilarious. really cool story. Yeah. Audrey, thank that you. Was yeah. Really cool story. And Audrey, Audrey, like that, is, I know Morgan and I have firsthand experience, like helping a spirit crossover. Mm-hmm. And it is incredibly draining, but yeah. so like, oh, we told you guys a story. Yeah. So like heartwarming. But if it's mm-hmm. someone that's attached like grandpa I was shattered mm-hmm. okay yeah she gets mm-hmm. absolutely wrecked yeah but it's it, so sad it was so sad like just like feeling that energy leave you it's like having yeah. a blanket on and then taking it off and walking outside mm-hmm. and it's snowing mm-hmm. it's That's a really good metaphor beautiful. for that yeah thank you i've been kind of like shakespeare lately you know yeah you're poetic <laughs> as writing fun. a book spoiler alert <laughs> i've been kind of like shakespeare, shakespeare lately <laughs> okay the next one we have is from oh thank you so much audrey for running that in the next one we have is from jessica and the title is do you hear the phones ringing and I gave birth to the reincarnation of a German person. Oh, she! I love reincarnation go. stories. Mm-hmm. Hey, ladies, you can use my name since <laughs> there are like 1,000 of me in my area. My name is Jessica. I have been born and raised in Northeast Ohio and still live here. Honestly, I'm not sure how with all the bad voodoo that goes on here, but my why is because my family will not leave. <laughs> Everyone else okay here in Ohio? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> no, really though. Because I know I am not, especially since I have been really young. I have had a feeling that there are things always around and that eerie feeling that I'm being watched or that there is just negativity in the air. My husband has been extremely skeptical of everything I have ever said. That is until we had kids. Side note, I am super sorry that this might be long and lengthy and hard to read. I'm trying to rush this since it's getting dark and I refuse to be near the windows at night and just so happens my computer is right next to a window. Well, I'm terrified for that warning that you just gave me. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <laughs> I have so many different like, creepy accounts, but I wanted to start with the one that pops into my head first. When I was around the age of three or four years old, I have always felt that eerie feeling that I was being watched, but never got into it until I was about 14 years old. So when I was about six months old, my great aunt passed away randomly. Therefore, I never got to meet her. But through my childhood, I would randomly hear ringing like from a landline. And I never thought much of it, especially since it was in the 90s and everyone, literally everyone had one. And when I would ask my mom about it, she would say, quote, it's probably just your great aunt calling to say hi to you, end quote, since I was the only one who heard any ringing. When I was around the age of 12, I was at home alone with my brother. And while I finished all my chores and all of his, I clearly did his chores to avoid mom yelling when she got home and to avoid the silent but scary note that she would Fair. leave on the back of an old piece of mail. I just, <laughs> not the old piece of mail note. I decided to lay on the couch for a break while enjoying my brother's snacks. He had, quote, hidden, but I was always happy to eat them for him. And something caught my eye. I looked down the hall towards my room and I saw a light the size of a person come from the wall and walk into the closet. I instantly shook it off and just thought it was my young imagination creeping me out. Nonetheless, I felt safe. When I approached the age of about 14, I started hearing more and more 
of the ringing of a phone. By then, we all had cell phones except for my dad. And we all knew that he had a routine of only getting morning time phone calls off the landline. (laughs) I love that. One day, I had finally had enough of the noise that I broke. While we were eating dinner, I stood up asking if anyone else had heard the phone ringing. And my parents and my brother just looked at me like I was crazy. Obviously, I knew I was not going crazy and that this had been going on forever at extremely random times. This day, though, I decided to follow that sound and determine the source. While standing in the middle of the kitchen, I turned to listen for the noise and it was coming from the hallway, the one that the closet is in. I slowly opened the sliding doors and nothing. I still heard the ringing, though. I started to take everything in the closet out at once. And once it was empty, I looked up and there was an attic entrance. <gasps> Shut the hell that up. That you didn't know about? Don't. Don't like that. The ringing was coming from up there. Oh, oh shit. Oh. Don't go in the attic. Isn't that a movie no, title? That, that was the advice. title of Seth's story, Last Creepy Account. Right. <laughs> God, I, in the attic. The ringing was coming from up there and I had no idea that we even had an attic. And I kept asking if anyone else heard the ringing and nobody, absolutely nobody was hearing it but me. Mm. I decided to give in on the search and I put everything back away, but I would still hear the ringing from time to time. Matter of fact, just the other day, I was there at my childhood home and I heard the ringing again. I asked my kids if they could hear anything and they both said no. My mom knew at this point what I was hearing and why I asked them, but I absolutely will not tell them what I'm hearing since I don't want to scare them and for them not to want to stay at sleepovers at my mom and papa's. (laughs) That's very nice. That is very nice. Every time I do open the door to that closet, I do feel pressure, but it's almost like a calming sensation. I'm going to try and tell another story really fast since it's almost completely black outside. It's just a nope goat situation. Got it. I'm ready for it. Whatever the fuck it is, I'm in. Do you believe in reincarnation? I know you do. I know it says I know you. I know I do. Yeah, I do too. Do you believe in reincarnation? I know I do. And now my husband does as well. So my husband and I are high school sweethearts and have actually known each other since we were in preschool. Oh, trigger warning for loss of a child. But we got married right after we had a miscarriage at the age of 19. And while on our honeymoon, we conceived our oldest daughter. After having her, we had so much fun with all the little milestones, the rolling, cooing, clapping, crawling. And then we thought we were ready for the talking. We definitely were not ready for what we heard first, though. We expected mama or dada, but nope, we got nine. Okay. Nine? Nine. Like no no in German. German. No in German. Nine. Nine. We got nine. (laughs) We thought it was just some fluke and that she was baby talking. But then we got a few other words in German like dunk, dink, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to just send you guys this one. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. All of our knowledge comes from Ferris Bueller. So it's not like we're we're from the office. Do you know how to say say please? Please in German. How do you spell it? Bitty. It looks like B-I-T-T-E. Bite? I would say uh, that's probably how I would uh, say it. Beat? Bite? Yeah. Bite. And then gut, gutnacht? Good night? Gutenacht? Oh, gutenacht yeah. or gutenacht? I was trying to use that back of the throat. 
throat thing. I spent spent a minute in Germany, about a week (laughs) on vacation. (laughs) That sounds fun. Like I said before, we are both from Northeast Ohio and not from Germany, and neither neither one of us are German. We were super confused until one day my mom and I took her with us to do some Christmas shopping at Sears, and the boy helping us there was so kind, but we could tell that he had an accent. And when we asked where he was from, he kindly replied, Germany. My eyes got large, and when I asked him if he would do me a favor, he was happy to oblige. So I asked him to talk to my daughter. He was super confused and asked if we were also German or from Germany. And I said no. And I began to explain everything and what she was saying. And he translated everything we had heard her say. To our surprise, he then turned to my daughter. And all I heard him say was Krampus. Oh, yeah. Krampus. (laughs) She then got extremely excited. Uh Uh-huh. I was watching in disbelief as they had a full conversation in German. And when they were done, I asked him what was said. He told me that they were talking about how she was extremely excited about Christmas and how she was preparing for Krampus. She had also told him that she was confused on why she was here with us. She was about two years old at this time, by the way. So now this guy thinks that she's kidnapped. (laughs) They're like, they stole this kid from Germany. She speaks fluent, baby. They're trying to force her to be American. She can speak fluent (laughs) German. And in full conversations, I don't know what these people brought me here, but I'm excited for Christmas about Krampus yeah, and yeah. the whole lore of that, yeah. which is oh my God. crazy. She was about two years old then. When she was about three or four years old, she began to forget all of the German that she knew and talked in perfect English beside with an occasional twang in her voice that drove my husband crazy since she spent so much time while I was working with my grandma that was from the deep parts of West Virginia. Mm. While she was working, she was with her grandma. Oh. Developed a West Virginia twine. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it now. Okay. Bad goods. I see it now. All right. <laughs> she would be watching TV and then all of a sudden she would look at the wall and start screaming. But when we would come back to check on her, it looked like her eyes were glazed over and she would get this super, she would get super aggressive towards herself and others. Mm-hmm. She would also start ripping out her hair and eating it. So we decided for her safety that we were going to give her a super short haircut so she would no longer harm herself in that way. When she would snap out of it, it was like nothing had ever happened and she was fine again. Slowly and finally, she began to outgrow this, but it was like something had stuck with her all these years. And I personally think it contributes to her extreme anxiety and depression. Thankfully, she has a few outlets for when she's feeling certain ways and is able to talk and communicate with us and also is seeing a therapist. Well, it's finally dark and I'm out of here. (laughs) If if you would like to hear about the dark haired woman that would talk to our kiddos when we first moved into our now home or the unexplainable horse ghost that my husband experienced, let me know. I definitely want to hear that. For sure, send that in. I gotta know about a horse ghost. Yeah, pull it up. I need to see it. Thanks for being my Tennessee besties. My husband and I got to visit Knoxville and Gatlinburg for the first time this July for our 10 year anniversary, and we loved it. Talk to you later, bitches. Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jess. First, I got to know, how did Curiosity not kill the cat about the phone? I would have had to go up there and answer that phone. Hello? Jessica, I'm going to try to call me for 20 years now. I want to go. I want me, Susan, Morgan, Christy, and Heaven. We're on a trip. We just did our first Friday night paranormal investigation. First, we'll we'll do Dolly Wayne. We'll get a piece of pie. We'll jump in the car. We'll drive up there. We'll go pick up Susan. Drive up there. Do all that. We got to do it. Sounds like a great idea. We'll, because I it sounds you, like she's a message she's coming through. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so too. You gotta like go I, up there and answer the phone. She's the only one that's hearing it. But she did say, didn't she say that her mom knew what she was referring to? Or do you think she just over the years, her mom knew that she was hearing 
a phone mm-hmm. ringing, but like maybe her mom never heard it herself, or you think her mom's like, I've heard it too. I know you're. Well, it was just the way that. Well, her mom said has always said that she's never heard it. I feel like her mom by this point would have like been like, hey, you're not crazy. Like I mm-hmm. hear it. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> But the the thing is, though, is that the second that she brought this up to her mom when it first happened all those years ago, her mom immediately said, oh, it's your aunt calling you. Mm-hmm. And like she just knew. So maybe that was something that the aunt said before she passed away. Like, I'm going to fuck everyone's landlines up. Like, <laughs> I'm going to call you. I'll never stop calling you. I'm going to repeatedly call you. Like, so maybe that's what it was, you know. Gotta go answer the phone and then maybe it'll stop. Maybe she just needs to say something and then it ends. Yeah. The phone in the attic that they didn't even know was there. There's something up there for sure, friend. We got to take a trip. Yeah. 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 And the reincarnation story, that that is insane. Having a full in a Sears. A full German conversation. In a Sears. (laughs) In a Sears. (laughs) Cherry on top. It's I mean, real. I, that kind of stuff. If you watch Surviving Death on Netflix, the last episode, when they talked to Dr. Jim Tucker of the, I think it's the University of Virginia School of Medicine or something like that. But he goes and would get more information out of the kids and then check it against records. Like one of the cases they cover in that is a little kid who says, you know, my name is Jalen. I lived in Brooklyn and a man was really mean to me and I died. And they go and look in the news records and I, or a man or whoever was really mean to me and I died. And it was like a caregiver or babysitter had killed a young kid named Jalen. And this certain day they showed him like five pictures of a playground, one of which was the kid's playground nearest to his house. And out of the lineup, he was like, it's that one. They showed five wow. pictures of this, the deceased kid's mom and said, which one of these? He's like, oh, mommy, that's my mom right there. They showed five guys who's that's that's my dad right there. Picked him out of the lineup. Like it's it's wild. And the doctor is he's not saying, oh, past lives are real. He's just saying we can't explain how this little kid in on the other side of the country knows so much. And there was two other ones. One was an Iwo Jima veteran like the kid was like having mm-hmm. nightmares, like, my plane's going down. And they're like, what do you mean? And he was like, I was a Marine. My name was James. I was in Iwo Jima. And they're like, what? And what then they the track it down. And there was a guy who died in a plane in Iwo Jima. And the your five-year-old doesn't have access to the internet and enough right. to research someone's life story. I they can't almost, read. No, they can't read either. Read, especially the little ones. <laughs> oh, that so, level. And they're not going to know how to say Iwo Jima. I know no, how to say that. <laughs> but it's sweet to watch these parents, you know, work trying to work with a psychiatrist and go, how do we help our kids through this? And it's not deny, deny, deny. He's like, you know, figure out a way for them to get closure. And so the parents take the kids on a trip to kind of make them feel like their past life can get closure. But it's wild. They, I think they do three or four stories in that episode. Fine, I'll and watch it tonight. Wow. Little bit, but they say it kind of, it dwindles as they get to be like four, five, six years old. You mm. know, as they get older, they don't really remember anymore. So the veil becomes thicker. So yeah. they can talk. Yeah. yeah. German is gone. I'd be yeah, pissed if I knew a foreign language and it went away. Like bilingual people are amazing. Like your brain is so smart to be able to speak two languages. And if it was just built in, I'd be like, damn it, I forgot. Yeah. I, want that to happen. I wonder if it would be easier for her to learn German like in like later years than it mm. would for like someone like me who had mm. yeah. You know, what are Jessica, I need to know what her grades are for her foreign language classes. And did <laughs> yeah. she take German? Because also, she I think you should going. you got to take German again and then maybe things will start coming back to you and even like oh, memories and stuff. Yeah. Take a trip to Germany and just see. stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. See if you have like nostalgic longing kind of feelings. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so cool. Wild. That, that's wild. I is. love. I love. I hope my kid does that to me. Me too. Past life kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, hi, if mom. My kid starts it's me, Beyonce. German. I yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> What? 
Yeah. I'm reincarnated as hell. <laughs> no. Y'all, our luck, it's going to be like we end up having a kid and it's like gonna... hi i'm lorraine warren <laughs> yeah and we're like shit damn it <laughs> better than ed so. yeah right yeah we're like that's fine but <laughs> shit you st- can you still talk to dead people what's the deal you know all right i'm ready for you more all righty the next one is from kate using she her pronouns title is i wish i was joking I, love I can't wait hello ladies my name is kate she her and i'm a 20 year old college student in mississippi I'm a newbie coming over from Circle Time, and let me just say I am obsessed. CNC is all I've been listening to. Thank you for covering these cases and creeps in a manner that's respectful, palatable, and self-aware. It's hard to find true crime or horror podcasts that humanize the victims they talk about, and you girls do just that, so thank you. Very kind. We surround ourselves with great people. So Mm -hmm. we love you. That's the key to it. That's the key. Anyway, and now that the pleasantries are out of the way, boy oh boy, (laughs) besties, do I have a creepy account for you. Before I get into it, here's some context. I go to a smaller private college in central Mississippi, not a state school. Although I live on campus, my parents only live about 30 minutes away. So at least once a week, I go home for the evening to eat a home-cooked meal and wash my clothes. Iconic. Because of the crumbling state of the interstate route, our infrastructure sucks. I take the scenic route of the Natchez Trace Parkway. The route is heavily wooded and is gorgeous for day drives during the fall, but absolutely horrifying at night. There's no light other than the headlights of cars that drive on the road. With this all in mind, here's my account. This happened on Saturday night, November 4th, 2023. Oh shit, friend. It was chilly. So as I was driving, I was hyper aware of deer that may come sprinting across the road. I had my brights on because it was dreadfully dark. I was steadily becoming aware of just how deserted the road was for this somewhat early time of night, 7 p.m. I had only had to turn my brights off for an approaching vehicle twice. I reached a part of Trace that was a straightaway, a good couple hundred feet of straight road, no curves. Because I had my brights on, I could see up ahead a fair amount. Further ahead, I could see a fairly large deer laying on the side of the road, dead. Now, my girlies from the South know that where there's one deer, even if it's dead, there's going to be at least 10 more lurking somewhere nearby. So needless Mm -hmm. to say, I was on high alert. As my eyes flicked up and down the tree lines ahead of me, I saw the dead deer begin to move backwards and abruptly as if it was being dragged. I thought it could be a game warden just doing their job of removing roadkill from the roads while it was less crowded than normal. Yet the more I looked, I realized I saw not a single car or truck. Shit. I knew that sometimes they pulled their cars, trucks far off the road, but I had a reasonable amount of visibility and I can confidently say that there was nothing indicating the presence of another person out there. It was at this point where I got a little fearful, but not so much so that I didn't want to be nosy and investigate further. (laughs) So as I pulled up next to the dragged deer... I rolled my window down to get a clearer look. I was met with something that had me sprinting to my room whenever I made it back to campus. Outside of my window, there was a shadow, almost like the silhouette of a person, like you were looking at someone in the dark. There were no visible features except their eyes, specifically the whites of their eyes. They were almost illuminated and looking right at me. I rolled my window up quickly and sped up to get back quicker. I tried to rationalize what I saw. I thought maybe my headlights were illuminating their eyes, just not their features. But that makes no sense because why would the headlights that are lighting up the area in the front of my car illuminate something that's on the far right of it? Right. 
The more friends I told, the more I felt like I was going crazy. But I know what I saw and it freaked me out. I've attached a very, very crude drawing of what I saw out of my window. You can for sure laugh at it because it is not at all a worthy artistic rendition, but it's just to help you picture what was in front of me. Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed. Even if it doesn't make it to the episode, much love. You both deserve all the love and light available. Well, thank you so much. Are you sending them a picture? Yeah. From Kate. I oh, yeah. am going to text this to you guys right now. I love right. it. It's like I she, love an artist. Rendering. Kate said, let me get on Snapchat real fucking quick. Yeah. And <laughs> let me piece this together. We're Dolly oh, yeah. Ween, right? That's the name of our. Yes. yes. So, yeah. Here we go. Why didn't I text you guys in this? And why was I emailing you? Like, <laughs> here we go. Professional. Yes. Very Are there professional. professional shorties? Oh, well, this is the most amazing drawing. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny? That's exactly what I envisioned because I was thinking, yep. you know, even let's for a second pretend it wasn't supernatural. I was like, there's like, there could be like tree people, like people living out in the bush out there <laughs> and they don't want us to see them. And so they got all kinds of everything. But the one mm -hmm. thing that you can't really hide is your eyes. Like You're even right. if you have like full coverage of everything, you know, even a gimp Cam mask would show your yeah. eyes. Right. <laughs> and there's no light out there. So <laughs> no one could like put like sunglasses on or anything because mm -hmm. you wouldn't be able to see. There's no street lights mm -hmm. or anything. You'd so look really cool. Hill people living see. out there. Yes. Oh. Well, the hills do have eyes. We have them. So I it turns to, out it's true. I have to just say from this picture, it just looks like this cute little thing that's like, it's perfect. Oh, you caught me with my dinner. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing yeah, here? Yeah, it's like, the deer is just clip art, and I love yep. that she just drew an X over its face. Like these yep. are, it's dead. It's dead. It's dead. <laughs> it died. You, despite, I mean, it is a rudimentary insofar as that you clearly drew it with your hands, but you have to appreciate the artistic talent of this. That there's like perspective, like the trees in yeah. the back, yep. layer yeah. in the front. There's it's depth. layered. It is this layered. Is good. Depth. You know and, what? And she Good pulled three trees and made them really bad. Yeah. I, mean, I think I'm going to frame this. this I think I'm going to take my art out of the frame <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to immediately put this in there. I love that. I don't know what it, so I, what if it was Sasquatch? I don't yeah. My Bigfoot favorite thing is that Ooh. what you said about his stance, like he's like, what? He's like, oh, shit, what's up? He's trying to get a deer. He's trying <laughs> to eat. Not he's not eating two fucking days. Yeah, he's a hangry. He's a hangry, a hangry Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> we have the, the S dub, Sasquatch S -dub possibility. It. Oh, we do have S dub. S dub possibility. Oh yes, yes, yes. Are you, the you not us? deer yeah. is what no, could people be. Call, call them quite regularly on ours. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. maybe anything dragging is already. I'm out. I don't mm -hmm. like the visual of that. But then you're just like, what is it? And you just see these eyes. I almost think the creepiest answer is yours, Heather, that it's mm -hmm. like hill people mm -hmm. just getting their kill. Yeah. And taking Once, it back to their I, lair. You learn about people that on, you know, un, unclaimed, I don't say unclaimed, but like, you know, country land, government land or whatever, where there's not a lot of foot traffic, not a lot of people going there and they use it to you know, grow drugs or whatever, whether they have like mm -hmm. Breaking Bad right. style out there or like grow areas. And it is a extremely vicious person that says, you know, get off of my land. So that scares me more that there's somebody that's out in the woods doing some shit they don't need to be doing. And they were just like, I'm gonna go get that deer meat off of the thing. Mm -hmm. And that you <laughs> accidentally stumble upon and they're like, we've been spotted. We got to get her. Like, yeah. that's my fear. Just... Like, 
they're just like, maybe she'll keep driving. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, she, they're like, surely someday she's not going to ride into a podcast and draw an artistic <laughs> rendering about this. <laughs> Jokes on you, Hill people. She yeah. did. Like, oh, we've been spotted. Yeah. Uh, it, the, her picture was perfect. It's mm-hmm. like looking I love in a mirror. It. I, I feel like we're looking at a composite sketch. Yes. <laughs> in, a, in a crime. Like, give me a lineup. I think I can do it. I, yeah, yeah, give me a lineup for sure. Thank you so much, Kate, for that. I am obsessed with this. Me too. I love it. I'm going to think about it every day for the rest of my life. I love him. Okay. The next one we have is from Izzy and the title is this bitch is a long one. Please read. (laughs) (laughs) I love how everything else is capitalized. Please read. Hey girls. My name is Izzy and I just wanted to start off by saying that I just started listening to your podcast about a month ago and I am hooked. I am trying to catch up on all the creepy accounts because they are my absolute it feels like having a gossip sesh with your friends, which is what I love about you guys. Getting into my story, I wanted to start off by saying that as much as I love all things creepy, I tend to explain away many things that are unexplainable or I ignore it until whatever scary thing around me goes away. LOL. I also want to add that my family is pretty religious, like religious as in anything paranormal they believe is demons. I don't know if I agree with this completely, but I'm open to all possibilities. Despite my personal feelings, the account that I'm going to tell you about, I 1000% believe was demons. This started in the spring of my sophomore year in high school. Things in my house at this time were very uneasy. There was always a fight or argument going on between everyone. It wasn't a good time for our family. Without getting too much into detail, there was just a lot of resentment. It was also so draining being home. I was also dealing with some things that happened to me. And so my mental health wasn't in the best place. The night this haunting, I'm still not sure what to call it, started. We had just had some family over to our house. Whenever my cousins would come over, I would go and hide in my room because I was your average moody teenager and I would be secretly texting my BF at the time who I was forbidden to see. LOL. I love this for you. I love this for you, Izzy. (laughs) That night, I had fallen asleep early, so I did not say goodbye to my family. The next morning, as I was getting ready for church, my mom came into my room and said that when she came in to check on me slash make me go say bye to everyone, she saw a dark shadow standing over me. My mom began immediately praying, and the shadow growled at her and then disappeared. (gasps) Fuck no. No growls for me. Thank you. She told me this. And I began to secretly panic. You see, I was 15 and it had only been a few months that I had finally had my own room and felt comfortable. Before this, I was terrified of the dark and I could not be alone. I know, kind of lame for a high schooler to have such anxiety. But when I was younger, said cousins that were over were watching a movie called An American Haunting with my parents. My youngest cousin and I had walked into the living room and refused to leave because we wanted to prove that we were mature. LOL. Ever since then, I would hate to be in any room by myself and my dad, to his annoyance, had to sleep on the floor all throughout my elementary school years. Let me tell you this. First off, friend, it's not kind of lame. I'm 25, married, have my own life. I'm terrified of the dark. Yeah, fuck the dark. To, to my to this day, I'm terrified. Like it doesn't. It, it's even when I don't feel something because you know when you give yourself the pep talk. Yeah, when you're like, yeah. you know, I gotta walk through the dark and I'm. I gotta shut this light off and bitch. get to my bed. Yeah, like, yes. wh- but you you're also okay. like have a conversation with yourself, like, don't let anything stress nope. you out like that. Like, don't be running. <laughs> don't be like a pussy, that, bitch. That's yeah, what I say. Like, yeah, be like, I pay this mortgage. This is my yeah, house. This is my uh-huh. fucking house. Elbow me out of here. Yeah, and so you know, you gotta give that prep before you go out, and then in your head, you're like, don't be a little bitch. What are you gonna do when you have kids and they're scared of the dark? You better keep walking, calm. 
upright bitch. <laughs> and then I end up running the last like yeah, a little no. bit, and then I'm sprinting. And I'm like, like, oh my god, I was so scared out there, babe. And he's like, <laughs> I do the nighttime shuffle, yeah, like a little yeah. like speed walk, yeah. Uh-huh. I have or lights, I'm, so like, I'll just flip light, 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 light. I'm like, yeah. am I gonna walk from the bedroom to the kitchen with zero lights on? I'm not a psychopath, like, yeah. Just I guess dark. I am because I walk around my house in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> You're just so brave. You're brave. Oh, it's not bravery. It's laziness. No. <laughs> also, there's like a thousand fucking light switches in our living room, and they I can never figure it out. What? We've lived Your here for house. like six months, and I still don't understand. That's the light me switches. at my old house, but also at this new house, I have no idea where any light yeah. switch is to mm-hmm. anything. We've been here for two months, one month, two months, and I have. Don't ask me how to turn on that light. I don't know. No. <laughs> uh, after she told me this, I went through the motions of church and tried to ignore what I knew was yet to come. Shortly after this first occurrence, I began developing sleep paralysis. <sighs> the first time was terrifying. I remember waking up in my frozen state and facing my door that was open. There I saw a shadow. And of course, I tried thrashing my body, but obviously couldn't move. When I was finally able to move, I looked at my doorway and lo and behold, there was a shadow standing there. Uh -uh. I can't remember exactly what I did, but I'm pretty sure I ended up going past it and running to my parents' room and sleeping in there for the night. Imagine that, like Uh -uh. it's blocking the only exit. You just gotta I would have jumped out the window. (laughs) You gotta check, yeah. Morgan's on the 15th floor and she's like, (laughs) fuck it, I'm out. It's like peace. She's, She's like, tying all her sheets together. <laughs> yeah. So the rope ladder was for if there was a fire, not if yep. there was a demon. It was like I can use it for both things. I, I can use it for two. He didn't have to say it on the on the marketing for me to think that I can use it for this. <laughs> I ended up sleeping in my parents' room for the night, and that's how the next few months went. I would wake up from sleep paralysis and either mm-hmm. see the shadow at my doorway or my room would be pitch black, and I couldn't explain the complete and utter darkness of my house because my mom, being the paranormal woman that she was, kept on nightlights throughout the house. My mom, too. She's iconic for that. I would not be able to see the nightlights unless I was right in front of it. During this time, if I did get sleep, I would always wake up between 3.31 and 3.33 a.m. Ooh, that's very specific. That's yeah. a two-minute time crunch there. Yeah, and uh-huh. I love that there's an angel number involved in it, mm-hmm. too, a little bit. Hmm. When I'd wake up, I would hear footsteps coming from the living room. To be fair, our, our house did creak a lot, but you can distinguish creaks from people's footsteps. Yes, 100%. They were very loud and heavy, and with how thin the walls were, I would hear exactly what part of the house it was coming from. My sister, Seth, would come home late from work at about 2 a.m. Sometimes I would just try to blame her and ignore it. Whenever I would talk to my mom about this, she would tell me that she would also wake up around that time too and also felt uneasiness. Other than that, it felt like I got the brunt of the commotion. My dad being your basic dad <laughs> would mm. just tell tell us to quote, not give it any attention. Like, yeah, dad, <laughs> thanks so much for helping us. <laughs> we had people at church praying at the house, but we were stuck. I slowly was getting comfortable with all of this happening. One of the sleep paralysis that really scared me at this time started off by me waking up. And again, I could see this shadow figure, but it was in my room this time. I thrashed and tried to break myself free from the pressure that I was feeling on me. Whenever I would get sleep paralysis, at this point, I started trying to move my lips and sing the children's Bible song that always popped into my head. It would be so hard to move my lips, but once I uttered out the word Jesus, I would be let go. 
This time, I felt more uneasy than usual. So I ran to my little sister, Becca's room. She was only like six at the time and completely oblivious to everything that was happening. Becca's like, house. slumber party. Yeah. Yeah. She's trying to sleep and she's like, what? Nice. <laughs> Ghost. What solid. do we do? Yeah. Becca's like, grab the leapfrog. Sleep. Let's go. <laughs> this sounds so fun. Welcome to my room, bitch. We're going to solve it. <laughs> yep. It's completely safe in here. She was only like six at the time and completely oblivious to everything that was happening in the house. I pushed her towards the wall and I, <laughs> I pushed her towards the wall and I climbed into her tiny twin size bed and tried to fall asleep. When I did, I had sleep paralysis again. Oh my God. <sighs> I heard our older sister come into the house. Her footsteps were completely different than the ones that I would regularly hear and tried to call out her name, but obviously I couldn't. This is when something different happened to me. Part of me could see from my eye the door in my sister's room, while the other part of me felt like I was being held up against the wall looking down at my body. <gasps> what? Hate it. Well, I don't remember seeing anything, but... I was having two different experiences at the same time. When this was happening, I was freaking out. I was trying to scream for one of my sisters or anyone in the house for that matter to help me. I kept thinking, my sister is a bitch. How can she just be <laughs> sleeping peacefully and not Poor hear Becca. or feel me trying to move on the bed with her? <laughs> Poor six-year-old like Becca. I get shoved up against the wall. <laughs> yeah, I'm in kindergarten. I can't yeah. do anything. <laughs> what am I going to do yeah. for you? You're stuck uh, on the ceiling, sis. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think my sister is a bitch and not when I'm trying to move the bed. Finally, when I was released, I did not have the energy to freak out. I just passed out until the morning time. The final time I felt this dark presence, I remember staying up really late to watch TV. When I woke up, I was, of course, in a state of sleep paralysis. I looked up at the door and I saw the dark shadow. My eyes felt forced closed. And when I opened them, I saw the dark shadow and a light shadow. When I tried prying my eyes open again, the white shadow was in front of me. And I screamed, or as much as I could in my frozen state. As soon as I closed my eyes again, it felt like the biggest weight was lifted off of my shoulders. I felt so peaceful and at ease. Whatever it was had left our house because I didn't feel anything for a very long time. I still have sleep paralysis pretty regularly, but I tend to just ignore whatever I see in my frozen state. Anyways, that's the end of my story. Every time I try to finish this email, my phone keeps glitching, so... <laughs> uh, let's hope nothing scary is going to happen. Love you guys so much. Bye. Whoa. <laughs> Don't like the whole like eyes closed, eyes open, dark light, white light thing. Well, That's maybe you saw scary. like a, a battle between yeah, Satan and God, I guess. Yeah, I literally. don't know. You Like yeah. in your Sleep bedroom. paralysis is so scary. It's it happened is. to me like twice when you're awake and it. you know you're kind of awake, but you just can't move. But then you're like not sure if you really are awake. It's... It's yeah, awful. to be like paralyzed mm -hmm. like that is very unsettling. The and times I, I have it, I usually scream myself out of it, which is unfortunate for whoever I'm sharing a bed with. Yeah. I can kind of relate to her how she was like in two different. Has that ever happened? You guys like two different experiences in one sleep paralysis. I there don't was think one that, didn't you say that I've happened done to you? That. Me? Uh, no, Morgan. Yeah, oh, yes. there was one instance where I was like, I know I was sleeping against the wall, but like, and I could see the wall, but at the same time, my head was totally turned and I was looking at like the doppelganger mm. of my college roommate. Yeah. Like it, it was like two and one. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if I've that was like that. similar. No, I've never yeah. had that. She had going on. That's crazy. I only had sleep paralysis once and I don't want it again. So nope. I'm gonna, no, she yeah. astral projected. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe. I will ask her. Yeah, maybe. I love doing maybe that. she did. Maybe yeah. you did. Maybe you were just so scared. You just like yeeted your body up and out. <laughs> you yeeted your... yourself out yeah. of your body. You were you like, just soul. Izzy's like, I'm a fuck out of here. And Becca's yeah. like, sis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you and Becca's being like, you're doing it yourself. I can't. Yeah. I can't help you. You, yeah. you chose Just this. come back down. Just fall, free fall. Release. Wow. Thank you, Izzy, for sharing Yeah. Thank that. you so much, Izzy. So this one is from Anonymous using pronouns she, her. Title is My Childhood Home, Guardian Angels, and Crime Accounts. Well, ladies, I just got done listening to Creepy Accounts Volume 17, and you said to send in your creepy accounts on the 28th of the month. It's currently March, March 28th. Sorry, friend. I'm taking that as a sign to bombard you with my stories. I'm not the best at storytelling. So if anything needs clarification, just let me know. I've been able to see and feel spirits energy ever since I can remember. There have been times in my life, though, where I chose to close myself off. We can start with my childhood home. We moved there when I was six months old and through the church we went to, we actually became friends with the original owners of our house. Since all of our family was in another state, the original owners, we will call them Larry and Isabel, kind of became like another set of grandparents to me and my siblings. When I was younger, both of them had passed away, but at separate times. I don't remember when Larry passed exactly, but Isabel passed on Christmas Eve when I was nine years old. I remember we got the call after church service. I would occasionally feel them in our home, especially during the times my parents were remodeling the home. What's important to know for these stories is that when I was in eighth grade, a very close friend and classmate, trigger warning suicide, committed suicide, and that was sadly the first of many losses of friends I experienced throughout middle and high school. Wow. I'm so sorry. Each time I lost a friend, I could feel Larry and Isabel with me just watching over me. But the last death hit the hardest. Right before my senior year, I had a summer love who accidentally overdosed on his prescription meds. I was devastated and severely depressed. During this time, my bedroom was the old master bedroom, a.k.a. Larry and Isabel's bedroom. Every night during my senior year, they were there to tuck me in and let me know I was loved and needed by my friends and family still on earth. I could feel their hugs at night when I couldn't sleep or when I wake at night reliving the pain all over again. Their love and energy was right there. It helped me get through the pain. When I moved out of my parents' house, my old room became the guest room. Eight years later, when I brought my newborn daughter to my parents' home for the first time, I took her to my old room to nurse for some privacy and quiet. In the middle of nursing, I felt a huge sense of warmth and pride, and she pulled off of me and looked over my shoulder and smiled for a good minute and then looked at me and went right back to nursing. I'll cry right now. <laughs> I fully believe that she met Larry and Isabel that day. Aww. Now, a few years after that, my best friend had come home. She lives a thousand miles away and she had borrowed my mom's car instead of renting one for the week. Well, she didn't need it anymore. So her, her boyfriend, first time he's come home with her and I went to return the car and keys to my parents' house. My parents weren't home at the time. So our plan was to park the car in the garage, but the keys in their key bolt, put the keys in their key bolt and lock up on our way out. So we parked the car in the garage and I opened the door to the kitchen from the garage. Now, it's important to note that it was around Christmas time. So my parents had all their decorations up, which were all off when we got to their house. The second I opened the kitchen door, I heard a very familiar sound. Ever since I was little, we've had an ornament that makes a very unique sound when the tree turns on. That was the sound I heard. And then all the Christmas lights turn on, including their Christmas village. My bestie and her boyfriend ask if someone was home. And I say, no, no one's home. I grab the keys and I throw them in the bowl and then go and turn off all the Christmas decorations. 
We then leave through the front door and I lock up and they ask me what the fuck just happened. And I say, quote, I'm fairly certain that was just Larry and Isabel saying hello and maybe trying to scare your new boy. (laughs) I could feel their energy with me and there was zero other explanation for what happened. When I told my parents, they both agreed that that's never happened before and don't know how it could have. Now on to my guardian angels, one in particular, my boyfriend that passed that I mentioned earlier. I call him my guardian angel because he's a very protective and loving energy that is around whenever I need it. And he's shown himself to me, although I've had to ask him not to because it scares me when he pops up. Mm-hmm. But there's a very special way he's learned to show me he's there without spooking me. See, we had a joke song as our song. And after he passed, I heard it all the time. And I've heard it for very special moments in my life. After my now husband proposed to me and we got in the car, that song was the first song to play on the radio. Oh. Same with after our wedding ceremony and on our way to the reception. Oh my God. Ah. And when we brought our newborn daughter home from the hospital, it popped up on the radio. And when I'm streaming on Pandora and I've had a hard day, it pops up on the radio. But the day I truly knew I wasn't crazy and this can't just be a coincidence was when my bestie was driving home to visit. It's a 15 hour drive and she was texting me. I told her to quit texting and driving and then I prayed to God and my guardian angels to watch out for her on her trip. I hadn't told her that I had done that and not five seconds later, she texted me a picture. Her radio was playing the song. I have chills. I told her she had a guardian angel riding shotgun with her for the trip. And I believe my daughter has also met him. And maybe before she was even here. When she was very little, she told me she has two daddies. One here on earth, my husband, and her daddy in heaven. And used his name. I'm going to cry. I have never talked with her about him. I've never mentioned him around her. She's only seven right now. Far too young for me to tell her the horrors that I experienced as a teen. There's no way she'd know his name, but I believe he helped send her to me. My husband and I had a hard time getting pregnant and I was getting pretty depressed about it. The next month, I had a positive pregnancy test and a very healthy pregnancy and baby. Okay, I'll read the other half for you. This is why I made this the last one. (laughs) Now on to the crime account. For years, my husband worked opposite shifts and days from me. So usually I was at home alone with our daughter at night until about 1 a.m. This night, I was home with my daughter and our almost one-year-old dog. Our dog had been acting kind of bonkers, and I thought it was just because she couldn't settle down. So I put her in her kennel to calm her and was going to text my husband to let her out when he got home in a couple of hours. It was like 11 p.m. and I needed to sleep. So I laid down and the moment my head hit the pillow, I heard talking and I couldn't tell if it was outside or in the basement. I was completely freaked out, but ran back to the opposite side of the house to let our dog out of the kennel. And as I opened the basement door so she could check that out, she's a 60 pound pit. I trusted that she could handle any situation (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then grabbed my phone and a kitchen knife. My dog went through the house and then came back to me and sat next to me. By this time, my husband was off work. So I called him and he said that he would be home ASAP. I checked all of the doors and the windows and made sure that they were locked and I didn't see anything outside. So I thought maybe I just was tired and I was hearing things. When my husband got home, he checked all around the house and he didn't see anyone. And then he did the same thing inside. So I officially thought that I was crazy and I went to bed. The next morning, I saw a text from my friend and neighbor asking if everything was okay because there was a cop car outside of my house and she knew that my husband had recently had some medical issues. I texted back and said that we were all good, but explained what happened the night before. Then I decided, F this, I'm gonna see if anyone in the neighborhood saw anything. So I started a neighborhood chat because it was 2020 and I was very <laughs> serious about social distancing. <laughs> well, absolutely love that. Well, through the chat, we were able to piece together some things as our town is tiny. I'm talking less than a thousand people. Apparently a man had strangled. Oh, trigger warning. Uh, a man had strangled and beat his girlfriend and then was hiding around the town with a friend from the cops as he was on parole. That's who was outside of my no. window. 
the cops were parked oh. outside of my house as they had found him between mine and my neighbor's house. I ordered security cameras and extra locks that day. And we have a continuous neighborhood chat now. If anything semi-unusual happens, I'm talking my dogs have been acting a little strange. Anyone else? You see anything weird? <laughs> I am trusting my dog's intuition from now on. Anyways, I hope that wasn't too long. I have more w- weird stories and I'm fairly certain that my daughter knew her past life when she was younger and would also talk to ghosts in a graveyard. So if y'all want to know <laughs> that, if you want another long as fuck email, you two are wonderful. I'm loving binging your podcast. I'm kind of sad that I'm getting caught up. So, so many kid reincarnation stories. Send me them. Anonymous them. person I have... Susan for you. Oh, I and for wait. you guys too. Yeah. Hey y'all, this is Susan from Angel Wings and Healing Things saying hey to Taylor and Morgan and to Christy and Heather and thanking them for all the referrals they give me on their podcast, Sinisterhood. I'm very honored. So Aww. I just wanted to say thanks to the listener that sent in their creepy accounts and the three stories. I always love when people are aware that they have energy and always trusting themselves when spirits are around and closing it off is normal because sometimes self-preservation is great, but we know it's always around them and use it when they need it. We're going to go start with Larry and Isabel. She called as her adoptive grandparents. They're honored and they love the fact that the whole family accepted them and they accept each other. And they love the fact that she trusts them and allows them to be around and help them and that, that's such an honor and that she acknowledges them is great. And remodeling is not an uncommon time for people to that have lived in a house to be around. In this case, they were just approving of the changes and letting them know that regardless of if they changed it, they'd still be there and, <laughs> and stay and intervene where they need it. I'm sorry about all that your friends that you lost. That's always hard, but it's very heartwarming that you're aware that Larry and Isabel are there for support that they tucked you in when you were young and that's such a heartwarming way and that that you acknowledged that they tucked you in and were very receptive of their support and love. The fact that you know that they came to meet your daughter and that your daughter acknowledged them and met them is huge in their world and they are so so touched that you allowed that to happen. They're very proud of you and the life that you've created and the family that you have. Mm-hmm. They're still around, not just in your parents' house, though, they're in yours as well. Being that they loved Christmas and the fact that she passed on Christmas Eve and that you always remember them at this time, it was just a great way to come and let you know that they were around and wishing you a Merry Christmas. They thought it was kind of neat, too, that your friends were shocked and surprised that (laughs) they were there and that you acknowledged them. So the one with your boyfriend that passed, that he's very grateful that you acknowledge that he's your guardian angel and always around. Even your daughter and friends, he overlooks anything that you feel is important in your world. So he'll be there and stay there. And he's honored. He said, sometimes you're a little stubborn, but that's okay. (laughs) He'll be around and he's very grateful that you acknowledge him. And the last segment you wrote in about, I just simply want to say to keep yourself open and trust your intuition. You're much stronger than you give yourself credit for. And people believe in you and love you. Even from the other side, you have tons of support. So remember to use that and trust in yourself. Thanks for sending in your stories. And it was wonderful to read them. And I hope we hear more from you. Take care. Mm-hmm. I love her. her. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. She's so her. sweet. She's, she's so sweet. So angel herself. She is sweet. She is. Yeah. She, we're she's so sweet, angel. but also she's so encouraging and mm-hmm. positive about everything. So you mm-hmm. feel 
Like I feel better. Yeah. For yeah. Having yeah. heard her like explanation. I will be stuff. open to my energy. Yeah. And yeah. You know <laughs> what? Thank you. I will do you know what, Open the gates. <laughs> open the gates. <laughs> we'll we'll do it. Make good things. Yeah. In. Uh, but that's sweet though. I lo- yeah. I didn't even make that connection of of uh, Isabel passing on Christmas Me Eve either. and like, no, making that yeah. Christmas connection. Wait, I didn't either. Was that even Did, was written? that even written in there? It was in the story. I, I oh, remember was, now when she, she when Susan said it, I remembered it. I didn't but even hear it. I guess I, I didn't. Right I didn't remember that either. But that would beginning. explain the Christmas decorations. And Isabel why... passed on Christmas Eve when I was nine years old. Yeah. Yeah. there you go. Yeah. So and she, she has a Isabel was like, yeah. To tell your kids, I'm tell your friends, I'm cool. Yeah, Maybe <laughs> oh, what a sweet little yeah. touch. I love that. Yeah. I Susan love did that. that for us. Yeah, she so that so was sweet. what Susan wanted to do when I told her that y'all were coming on with us today. She Aww. was like, "Well, we have to call her and get yeah, our own you readings." Do. Like, you do within the next week. We got one hundred percent. Send me that. Yeah. We'll do it. <laughs> I will. I'll send you her card. Anybody that oh, yeah. wants to connect with Susan. We're actually going to be working on getting her a QR code from here on out so we can pop oh, it up. Oh, very cool. Yeah, she said, you know so what I'm kind. thinking? I want a QR code. I'm very bitch. tech savvy. Our girl <laughs> yeah. doesn't even know how to make a Facebook. Yeah, a couple years <laughs> look ago. at us. And Duh. so if you guys ever want to contact Susan, you guys can check out the description in this episode wherever you're listening or on Instagram. I always put it on creepy account episodes and sometimes I throw it in on extra ones if Morgan does something that's like satanic and terrifying. <laughs> so anyways, a lot reason. Yeah, it has been. Thank y'all so much for coming on and everyone thank that wrote in their stories. You. Thank this you so much. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, so it was all the stories were great. Oh, yes, I'm going to be thinking about these for a while. Spooky, yeah. fun. It's heartwarming and yes. sad, you know, sad, ran, yeah. ran, ran the gamut there. And we yeah. have a so lesson to carry is listen to your, yes, yeah. listen to your intuition and be open to your guardian angels, which we all need as we're surviving Thanksgiving today and going into the holiday season. Yeah. Yes. No right? matter if you listen to this or right when it comes out or five years from now, you can always <laughs> use that advice. So thank you, you Susan. 100%. Thank y'all for having us. We so appreciate Yes, thank it. you thank so you much. So we much. love you both. And we love all you. The, all the messages that they include of, how respectful you are and how Accurate. great your chemistry is. We echo all of those. That's you guys are wonderful. Okay. Why we love working with y'all. Well, so. We fucking love you guys. I want you to come we, back. We love day. y'all. Yes. Yes. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm getting that pie. I'm going to order a $300 pie for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, see if they Dollywood. ship it. 220 bucks. <laughs> Just Dolly oh, ship. If, if one slice... Know. Is twenty? No, wait. The whole pie was twenty pounds, right? There's no way the one pounds. slice was twenty. Yeah, I would imagine it pound. would be if if so. UPS is going to be like, what the fuck is this? You know ma'am? what? Golden belly, like, this pie. Yeah, don't even could. tempt me to drive down to Dollywood. Well, the way I want to go get one uh, right now and overnight ship it to you. Thank you. What if we did Please. that for y'all? And oh my god, I died. There's a huge pumpkin outside with a gigantic. I'll be like, we have to. We gotta. They sent us the pie. We gotta mail them this big pumpkin off my porch yeah. as a response. A gifting war. There's a raccoon in it. Yeah, that's yeah. left over. Oh, man, that's <laughs> there. Like y'all have got to stop. We cannot. People are throwing out been... their backs left and right over this joke y'all have. We going get a call on. from real U- funny USPS. Hold <laughs> uh, my By back the way, out. Susan wanted to say wanted me to say this. She said, "Let me know if you guys need anything. Love you all." Sending love and light, and then she sent a fairy emoji. Oh, <laughs> fairy so emoji back at so you, Susan. Sweet. Yeah, yes. she's so fairy sweet. Emojis for all. For all. all right. Well, guys, thanks so much. We had a Thank great time. You. Everyone, Thank go listen too. to Sinister Sinisterhood Sinis- wherever. Sin- listen to Sinisterhood. Sinisterhood. It's sisterhood, but evil. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 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 Just the sinister kind. 
Yeah, where anywhere you get your podcasts, you can find us on socials at Sinisterhood Pod or at Sinisterhood. We have a YouTube channel, um, and we just yeah, y'all's and the video of our first paranormal investigation we recently did aboard the USS North Carolina. So we have a lot of very when's that coming out? Spook. It's already out. It's It's already out. Came out today. Yeah, the episode came out today. It came out today. I saw the story on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the video we captured some stuff that it's unexplained. We can't say it's a hundred percent paranormal, but it was very (laughs) creepy and weird. So we're letting everyone be the judge of what they think it was. I think Um, I can't wait to watch Sailor. <laughs> he, was a sailor. Yeah. he cussed like we, one. He looked like one. Commit, yeah. yeah. Heather kept telling it to goose me. I was like, grab her. So, <laughs> grab her. a hold of her. Pinch her <laughs> ass. <laughs> Honk her. Honk on her. I did. I had headphones on. I couldn't even hear. I'm in the middle of the Estes You're doing method. the Estes method? Yeah. And I was and going. afterwards, I watched the footage and Heather's like, goose her. She didn't mind. She's my best friend. Just go up and grab her. Just grab her right and now. And then Christy goes, the bench just moved. And I was like, mm-hmm. hmm. Okay, just kidding. You're like, actually, I was back out of it. She on my back it up. Back it up. Oh, Chrissy's shit. wondering why she's sitting over there being like, no, no. no I don't want yeah, to I'm that. like, stop. That's my ass. What, yeah. what ship was it again? The USS what? North, North Carolina. Carolina. North Carolina. It's in Wilmington, North Carolina. It's the most decorated warship of World War II. So World War II. A lot happened no there. Yeah. No yeah. In Tennessee Connection, we had Southern Gothic on our show, and he mentioned that there is in Franklin, Tennessee, there's a some haunted Mason Lodge, and one of our listeners mm-hmm. went and said it was very spooky and creepy. So y'all got to get out there to this. That's still active like Masonic, Masonic like, Lodge, like Freemason. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, they still they just use let it the public for walk in. I believe you can do like special tours that mm-hmm. are certain times of the year and certain. Sell your soul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but Guys, also, it's hard. What are we doing? Let's go do that. Who wants to get famous today? We got to. We have to go do that together too on our little road, road trip. trip. We're gonna go check out the attic. We're gonna go get the pie. We're gonna go to Dollywood. <laughs> go well, to do. Swing by. I mean, we, we've got a huge travel plan. We're booking a week. We're we booking do. a week. We're, yeah, we're taking a week off. We're gonna we're have to hit every uh, hot spot in Tennessee. We'll take the mics in the car with us if we need to. Go check them out. Watch a video on YouTube because I'm watching it. We're gonna go watch it right now. Y'all Thanks, guys. Thank y'all. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Love, Love you. Bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.